praise the Lord. Hallelujah tonight. We give God praise for another wonderful time in God's presence. I want to welcome everyone to tonight's Bible study and a time to look at the Word of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, um, it says, we all with an open face beholding as it were the glory of the Lord and we are changed from the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. It means in the preaching of the word the Holy Spirit is involved because the change comes by the word and by the impute of the Spirit. That's why I believe tonight that the Holy Spirit will do a quick work in us in the name of Jesus and help us see how God wants us to see the Word of God. But we all with an open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord and are changed. That means the Holy Spirit will use the tool of the Word to change us. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm fully assured tonight that there will be a change in us to the glory of God in Jesus' name. He says, as we behold the Word, we are in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit. So one of the works of the Holy Spirit in this time in the church is to, is to bring about that transformation from one level that we are to the level that God wants us to be. Amen. Uh, therefore, I want to assure you today there will be a great move of the Holy Spirit as we behold God's word together. Amen. I want to welcome everybody this evening. It's been a wet, a wet um, day in Lagos. Um, and I want to say to everyone who was caught up in the rain, trust you are back home. The Lord is your strength. You are strengthening with grace in Jesus' name. Um, rain is God's blessings. And then we thank God for it. Um, this evening we're going to be we're going to be continuing on the word and I want you to rejoice and prepare your heart again to receive God's word with meekness you know, His word is engrafted, His word comes in power and accuracy Father we thank you this evening, we love you we approach your word reverently we, we love the word and we pray that you will help us Lord to understand all that you want us to understand today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Savior. We love you, Lord. We appreciate you, Father God. We pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. So say amen. Hallelujah. Um, I want us to start this evening as we know one thing for sure that what makes the church of God unique is, is the ability of the church to stay in the truth. 
And what keeps us in the truth is the word. Someone said, truth is the position that God takes on any matter. Truth. What is truth? You know, that was what Pilate was asking Jesus. He says, what is truth? Truth is the position that God takes on every matter. And how do we know that position? We know it by the written word of God. In John 17, verses 3 and 17, Jesus said, can we turn our Bibles there this evening? John 17, 17. John 17, 3 and 17. Okay. Um, all right. Let's just look at John 17, 17. The Bible says, And sanctify them by thy truth, for your word is truth. So whatever is, is said to be true, must be in tandem with what the word of God says. That's why the apostle said in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 3, 15, he said, for if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how you ought to behave yourself in the church of the living God, which is the ground and the pillar of truth. So one of the things that distinguishes the church is its ability to speak the truth and stay by it. Um, the church is not a place where men are entertained. It's a place where men are kept in preservation for God. And so we will be sharing God's word today and it will be a privilege for us to come together again. For in the beholding of the word is the... Is a way by which the Holy Spirit takes that same word that we are beholding and uses it to work in us that we might, be, that we might conform to the image of the Son. Um, we're teaching from last class or last time we met about testifying about Jesus. And of God and we spoke a few things that uh, God expects us in this time to be testifiers to be witnesses and you know it's only an eyewitness that can that can testify in a court of law and I want us to know that Thank you, Jesus. The church of Jesus have a unique place in the plan of God. And when I say church, I mean that we all as a church and us individual also as a church. 
right now we are the eyes of God, we are the hands of God, we are the mouthpiece of God. That was why the Apostle Paul would say in 1 Corinthians, and I want us to please follow me this evening and just see my heart and, 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 just, and just go with me. 1 Corinthians, if you can both turn to everybody. 3, verse, you know, the Apostle Paul, Peter, Apollos, and Cephas, you know, in those days, people felt this were big men. Oh no, Paul said, no, we are all servants, instruments through which the gospel came. So the church is an instrument. You are an instrument through which the gospel will reach someone. You are the vehicle through which the truth of God will be revealed to someone. First Corinthians 3 verse 9 or 8 and 9. Now he that planted and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together. Amen. We are laborers together with who? With God. And what labor are we are we doing? The labor of the word. The labor of revealing Jesus to the world. The labor of causing God's name to be magnified in the world. That was why when Jesus was going back, he says, Father, I have glorified you. Now, glorify me also with the glory that I had with you from the beginning. So, we are laborers to bring forth the glory of the Lord upon the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, when we read in Acts of Apostles 23, 11, when Jesus appeared to Paul and said to him, Paul, fear not. See, Jesus called Paul by name. And he also knows you and I by name. Thank you, Lord. You know, in Colossians 4, 17, Paul was writing to somebody called Archippus, and he called him, he said, say, say to Archippus, fulfill the ministry the Lord had given you. So, in, in testifying about Jesus, we said, first and foremost, it must be a life we live. Then two, we must preach and evangelize. And we read from Acts 17, 30 to 31 last time. The Bible says, in the times of ignorance, God winked or God overlooked. But now he commanded men everywhere. 
There's a commandment of God done for men everywhere to repent. If God is commanding men everywhere to repent, then he's telling us who are believers to begin to judge ourselves. Amen. You see, for we have repented, but you see, those who have repented are meant to be constantly judging and evaluating themselves. He says, he says, he says, he says, examine yourselves. It didn't say, it didn't say, it didn't say, it didn't say repent. Alright. Once you repent once, you have become a child of God. But having repented, you have now the role to start examining and judging yourself and myself whether i'm still in the faith but god is commanding men everywhere to repent but how will they repent praise god let's talk about this thing quickly to romans to the 10 romans 10 romans to the 10 let's read from verse From verse 13, please read for me. Romans 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now hold on. That means, that means, that means, that means we must desire to help men be able to call on the name of the Lord. For this is priority with God. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And is it the will of God for men to be saved? Yes. But they cannot be saved unless they do what? They call. So, and, and, the, and the mechanism for the people to call is when the church revealed him. That means henceforth, our songs must reveal him. Our lives must reveal him. Our authorium must reveal him. Our, our authorium must not be, be, be mistaken for a clubhouse. Amen. Yeah. Our, our, our appearance should not be should, should not mislead men to, to think we are we are what we are not. We must be able to, to, to represent him to help men easily call on the name of the Lord. For this is what the church actually on earth is meant to be doing. This is the primary function of the ecclesia before it comes. He said they occupy it, like occupy word, occupy the place and let the whole world hear my name. Now read on quickly this, this evening as I make progress. How then shall they call? But how then shall they call? <laughs> now who are the day? You see, I'm saying this to us to let us know. That we are not called to, to remain in the four walls of our church and join ourselves. We are called to reach out to the unsaved. Praise God. He says, God has commanded in this last day. Someone say, Amen. All men to be word, to be saved. First Timothy 2, verse 4. He said, For it is for, for it is good and perfect in the sight of God. Verse 3. He says, God not willing that any man's word should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth and true repentance. But how will they accept say so how will they call on him in whom they have not heard or not believed and how shall they believe in whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher 
Now this evening I want to let you know that the call of God for preachers is not only preachers mounting the pulpit. He has given unto every one of us, praise God, the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 to wit that God was in Christ Jesus. Oh, reconciling the world to himself and him not imputing again on their word. Their trespasses on them and has given unto every one of us the ministry of the preacher. Now the word the reconciliation is this proclaiming Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. So the focus of the church. Now uh, the, the name of the call is the church. But now wherever it's located is called the church act. Hallelujah. So we are called the church. But if we're in Ojodu, we say the church at Ojodu. If when if when if when the church at Okumaiku, but the church. But now when I serve the church first, I'm referring to you and I as individuals and then as a local assembly under God. The purpose of us is to be that mouthpiece through which people can hear. So our focus should be going out to preach the gospel. Do you know that Jesus didn't ask them to sit down? They went forth in twos. They went forth in He said he sent them in Luke 9 and 10 and in, in, in Matthew 10. He sent them forth to go ahead of him to the city that he himself will yet come to. In Mark 5, when he healed that, that madman of Gadara, he said, Jesus let me follow. He said, No, go and publish all business that I've done for you in the Decapolis. So the church of Jesus is the proclaiming church, is the church that reveals him to the world. And if you must function fully in that, it must begin to show in our lives. That's why we Acts for the one verse one. Luke said. That I write to you, O Theophilus, the things that Jesus both began to do and to preach. The reason the preaching is not being effective because the believers preaching it are not living or doing it. So these are the days when we begin to do first. So the first before we preach. But the purpose of the church is to preach and reveal him just like jesus came to reveal him we also are meant to do what to reveal him so everything we do must reveal jesus praise god john 1 18 he says no one has ever seen the father but he that came from the from his bosom he it is that what that's revealed him so the purpose of jesus is to reveal and if christ is the head of the church and if the purpose of the head is to reveal god then the purpose of the body also should of, of the sensitive one also to reveal him so what will be our focus going forward? We want to partner with the Lord to evangelize, to preach from house to house, from life to life, from boss to boss, wherever we find the opportunity. Let's sing it all in God. So God has commanded men everywhere, Acts 17:30, to repent. But how will they repent except they be a preacher? Now, talk with me this evening. You know, I see my spirit. If you read two, two Peter one, you find that was Peter talking about 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 Noah, the preacher of righteousness. 
In this season, there will be preaching of righteousness in the land. Amen. Now, turn with me this evening. Let's, let's read Mark 16. Um, okay, first of all, let's open the Bibles quickly. And if you can take this down, take this slow down. Acts 23, 11. Write them down quickly. Acts 18, 9 to 10. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Luke 24, 44 to 49. And then Mark 16, 15 to 20. But let's start from, from Acts 18, 9 and 10 quickly. Please be very fast about it this evening so we can read the scriptures. I want to see the mind of God from the Bible. Amen. Acts 18, 9 and 10 quickly. Then spake the Lord to Paul. Now, now I love this Paul man. Then speak now. Can the Lord count on you to be faithful? Paul was faithful, like Jesus was faithful, like Moses was faithful. Say so this Moses was faithful to God in all his house. Jesus was faithful to God in all God called him. So the apostle Paul too was faithful to everything God called him. Now read the man. They speak the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Speak the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. But speak. But speak. And hold not thy peace. Hold on. Hold not thy peace. Can Jesus have that confidence in the church with us that we should not hold our peace, that we should speak? Hallelujah. I'm seeing Jesus revealing himself to us. He says, the church, hold not your peace, glory to God, but do what? Speak. So what he's calling us to do in this time is to do what? To speak. So everything we do must be geared towards speaking. For the end of all things is at hand. Go on. For I am with thee. I am with thee. Wow. That is for everyone that chooses to speak for him, he's always with them. Tonight, I, 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 I do want to encourage someone who has the passion to preach and evangelize. And now it will be one, it will be the whole church. You see, I'm preparing us. Like the Lord is preparing me, He's just telling me to, because this is what we will do when we fully launch out. We'll be a church that sits, we'll be a church that goes out to speak, not just with our words, but with also our lives. The things that Jesus both began first to do, Acts 1 verse 1, and then preach. Listen, Jesus never preached what he did not do. If you preach what you don't do, you are a hypocrite. So we see in Acts 3, 11, the Lord standing by Paul again. In Acts 18, the Lord also stand, and these are two different occasions and scenarios. When his life was threatened 
But God appeared to strengthen him. Say, for I am with you. That means whosoever. Now, do you know that when I'm with you, actually it means my Holy Spirit is with you. Because the Holy Ghost is in him. Acts 1 And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be my. So the purpose of the power is for witnessing. So when we launch out, the, 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 the way we begin to experience the power of God is in witnessing. When it says the Lord added they no, they didn't just come, they went to preach. It's as they went to preach that the Lord added. Will God count you faithful to call your name that hold not your peace? So when we go to evangelism, nobody should do what? Because the person you are facing is small compared to God. If you know that Jesus is standing with you, then there's no situation that you encounter that the power of God in you will not surmount and direct you in how to go. So say amen. The reason people are afraid for evangelism is because they don't know who is with them. But from today, by the grace of God, we will no longer be afraid. You know this we say, go and preach. Some people are always standing at the back. Some people are always supporting partners. No, we are meant to all go and find a soul. Because the will of God is that this word of God of righteousness will be spread. Have you read that for me? Is that all you read there? Acts 10, sorry, Acts 18, 9 and 10. No. Go on. For I am with thee. I am with thee. And no man shall send on thee to us thee. Praise God. Listen. It is a taboo for us to be hot when, when we evangelize. You didn't hear me? You know what the reason people are afraid is ah, because we don't know what can happen. So let's let's be let's be careful. No. Jesus said, when you go out to evangelize and reveal me, no man will be able to hurt us. So let the fear to share the gospel begin to disappear now in the name of Jesus. And let the boldness of God to proclaim begin to come on us. But as we, as we get the boldness to proclaim, let the grace to leave it also come on us. Open for me this evening, Luke's gospel. I'm just letting us know. You see, when the when that's when just the, the parable of the of the prodigal son, you know, all you heard was that they were doing um, one of them lost to the money and went out the other one. No, they had a field. Praise God. And all of the servants and even the sons always walk where? On the field. What is the field? The field is the world. So what we do in the house, amen, praise God. Every day we go to the field, the purpose of the church is to plow the field. But you see, in plowing the field, our Lord takes care of us. That was said, everything I have is yours. But the reason we are members of the house because we have committed to plowing the field. 
There's a hymn they sing. We plow the field and scatter good. That good seeds on the ground. What is the good seed? The good seed is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the earth is the soul of men. Praise God. And the and 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 the sower soweth the word. Glory to God. Everybody in our neighborhood must know and hear the truth. Now follow me this evening closely. I'm building up here, man. I'm building somewhere. Luke's Gospel 24, verse 44 to 49. Read quickly. And he said unto them, He said unto now. Now, this is the pattern. This is what Jesus said we should be doing. Now, I'm not against the church teaching people how to make money. No, I'm not really against it. Well, this is a part of it, but that's not the reason why the church was established. Apostle Paul did not learn law in church. Luke didn't learn how to become a doctor in the church. They learned it out there in the world. We must never come to a point where we mistake the mandate of the church for something you can get in the world. The moment you have you miss that then we miss the mark of God. The purpose of the church is in spite of the challenge we go through in the world, we hold our calm and our peace and we are able to show forth the glory of God. The church is the ground and the pillar of word of truth. Luke 24, verse 44. Quickly read for me. And he said unto them, He said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you. These are the words I speak unto you. While I was yet with you. Praise God. You see, while he was yet with them, ah, glory to God. And now he has he's, he's, he, 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 he has died and he has he has he has he has, he has risen again. Now he's telling them that now these things are now, this is not a reality. This is the reason I came. Because they didn't understand. It was telling them, you know, in Acts 1, they were asking verse 6. He says, Will you at this time again restore the kingdom to Israel that we might we might be free from the Babylonians and the Romans? He says, You still not gotten this thing. I'm not here to give anybody a kingdom on them. I'm here to bring to bear the light and the life of God. I'm here to show the mercy and the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For what can it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? I'm here for redemption. I'm here for salvation. And this is what the whole world should know. For the whole world lies in darkness and in wickedness. We must proclaim this as a church. This is the purpose of the church of Jesus. It is not a fire word for ourselves. What is good, but not at the expense of others. Read on, ma. That all things must be fulfilled. All things must be fulfilled. Which were written in the law of which were written born. 
and in the prophet go on and in the sand yes concerning me go on then opened he their understanding i pray tonight that, that jesus himself will open our understanding by his spirit that dwells in us Amen. so every time we gather as a church we come to strengthen ourselves and share and bear one another's body in love and then regroup and restrain to go back the world and reveal him. You didn't get me. The church is the point where we come together and strengthen each other. Bible says, for we are all strengthened by that which every joint supply. So when we are all fully supplied by the Holy Ghost in the church, glory to God. Hallelujah. Then we are we are we are we are we we get refocused and refueled to go back and reveal him until he comes. Have you seen why the church of Christ is standing on that day? If you use it for any other vehicle apart from this, you are abusing the intent of God. And with us, we won't abuse it by the grace of God. Read on then open the understanding that they might understand the scripture. That's why you see we must pray the prayers a lot. That the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know the hope of the call and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding great of our in his power might for us. And that works in us that believe according to the work of his mighty power, which he wrought when the rest were there, and set him right now at his own right now, his right hand, and is seated forevermore. Glory to God. Go on this evening, Matthew. And said unto them. And said unto them. It is written. Yes, Christ. Now hold on. This way is work. He said, It is written that Christ was one suffer. Go on. And to rise from the dead the third day. Rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance. And repentance. And remission of sins. Yes. Should be preached in his name. Hold on there. Do you know what he said the church should be doing? That's it. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Christ died. He's himself. In what is alive. Say, I'm he that was dead, yet is alive and alive forevermore. So that he died and he rose again, and through him, remission of sin shall be preached in his name. Among how many nations? Oh, that is the fundamental. Now, Jesus in this expression is giving the non-growth of the fundamental and primary assignment of his church in the last days. And the last days began the day Jesus rose up from the dead. Read that. That is again. And that repentance, repentance and remission of sins and of sins should be preached in his name. Now, who will preach it? Now, he has already died. You see now? He has played his own part. He has, he, he rose again. But now he says, it should be preached. So says, church, 
the fundamental assignment of the body of Christ is to preach and to preach means to proclaim to reveal and you are the church I am the church that is our fundamental call in this life as we live on earth what it says in Exodus remember now your creator in the days of your youth it means you remember that your assignment primarily is to preach your wealth is to be used to preach your talent is for Jesus your, 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 your argument everything you have because having said all and done all okay let me run this evening. I'm just trying to lay some foundations as to what as to what, what our focus and our part will be. You see, we pray that 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 it thinks that 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 the the things in the heart of God in this prophetic calendar for this end times will keep to it. And is it Mark 16? Read for me from verse 16, from verse 16 to 20, quickly. Let me glory to God. In and believe it. Go into the whole world from us to Yes. And say unto them. Go ye all the world. Go ye all the world. And preach the gospel. Yes. To every creature. Every creature. He that believeth. He that believeth. And is baptized. Shall be saved. Shall be saved. But he that believeth not. Shall be damned. Shall be damned. And this sign, these signs shall follow them that believe. Go on. In my name. Go on. Shall they cast out devils. Go on. They shall speak with new tongues. Yes. They shall take up serpents. Yes. And if they drink any deadly thing, yes. They shall not of them. Go on. They shall lay hands on the sick. Yes. And they shall heal and they shall recover. Go on. So then after the Lord has spoken unto so them. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received. Oh, he was received up to heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Praise God. And he went forth. And they went forth and preached. And preached everywhere. Everywhere. Hold on. Thank you, Lord. They went forth and preached. Having spoken to them everywhere. And then next line. And he went forth and preached everywhere. Yes. The Lord walking with them. Hold on now. The Lord walking with them. So if we want to see the Lord walking with us, we must go out to preach. The reason we don't see the Lord walking, you know the reason? Because we have stayed in the house to entertain ourselves. We are piping for ourselves, dancing for ourselves, showcasing ourselves, and making a fool of ourselves. Because the times we are in are perilous and difficult times, it's only the light of the gospel that can bring forth a difference. John 1.5, in him was life, and the light was the light of men. They can't, no man on this earth can be lighted or lighted after Jesus. That is the compassion with which we must go forth. No matter what you see a man become or is, he has no light if he doesn't have Jesus. 
That's the compassion with which we must go forth and show in these times. The Lord also he went forth with them, confirming what? Their works with signs following. You see, you want to see the sign first before you move. No, it says it confirms the word with signs. So the word goes out first before the sign follows. The sign doesn't come first before the word. We are made to go and present the word of the gospel and then see what God will do afterwards. We don't use the sign as the bait for the gospel. No, it says this sign shall follow. So our primary responsibility for us is to go forth and bear the word with all power and virtue. I see Hebrews 2, 3 and 4 talks about how shall we escape? If we neglect so shall short, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, and, and God also bear them witness with diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. God always bears witness when his word is preached. But now I come to a point. Maybe we'll close here today. And the question now is if, if Jesus said, Fear not God, for I have called you to testify of me. So the word that is testify of me. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, when I came to you, I came not with what? The excellency of speech or wisdom, but I chose to know nothing separate of declaring the testimonies of God. So there's something called the testimony of God or the witnessing of God testifying about Jesus. You know, this word, the gospel, is being defined for us in the Bible. So, amen. This word, witness or testimony, is being defined. So, we must know that the, the, one of the problems the church have is that they don't even know what the gospel entails, what the gospel is in simple language and in simple terms. So when you go out to preach, what is the content of the message? You know, Jesus said, in Luke read, he said, he said, and this is fulfilled, that Christ died and rose again, and then based on his death and resurrection, Remission of sin should be preached in his name. So you see, there's, there's, there's a progression. There's first that this were the words of Jesus Himself. Now there's no there's no other, no matter what mechanism or method you use, it must do tell to Christ died and rose again, and on the basis of his death and resurrection is salvation offered. Note that anyone who gets born again without coming through the place of the death and the resurrection.
but the Lord is not saved. Amen. So we must begin to redefine. Some people hate the gospel of the blood. The blood is offensive. No, the blood is offensive to you. It means it's not sent and meant for you. Bible says in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the death, the resurrection of Jesus. For it is, you see, it is that blood that is the power of God unto salvation to all those that Today, the focus on the blood is gone. The cross is gone. The, the, the burial and ascension of Jesus is no more spoken about. People don't know that Jesus came. The reason we have life, because somebody gave his life. That's what it means for God to love the world. So Jesus made it clear to us. And we must know the content of the testimony. What should we be saying when we go out so that the children we are birthing will be properly birthed? You know, people come to preach with all kinds of things in their hearts that just come to Jesus, all things will be fine. It's not true. How do we get saved? Jesus says, say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. What is he is so? What, what God salvation to men is no any other way. He said it by himself that this is the root, this is the process that Christ that read it from Luke 24, verse 45 and 46. Quickly. Amen. You see, this kind of message might be hard to present. You see, when the Ethiopian eunuch got to, to, to Gaza and Philip went to meet him. The Bible says he was reading Isaiah that he was like a lamb to the slaughter and he didn't open his mouth and he was slaughtered and they said who is this? The Bible says and Philip began a dusty job and preached Christ. So this is Christ that the Bible says will die and, and rise again that we might be saved and if you believe in him the light of God will come on you say I believe. That's why Emmanuel was fully versed. Read really, it, Then open their understanding. You open their understanding. That they might understand the scripture. Like it's opening today, because it is in the proclaiming the death, the burial, the ascension, and the sickness that the power of God is activated to back the world. The power of God is never activated to back any word of man. It's activated. When the burial of Jesus is announced, whatever is announced, heaven stands on. Whatever his death is proclaimed, heaven says it's true. Whatever his ascension or intervention is pronounced, the whole creation attests to it. And the power of the Spirit begins to move. For great is the mystery of godliness that God came in the flesh. Justified in the spirit was seen of angels. It was preached on in the world, received up into glory, 
These are the process. He came like man to die in the place of man. We must understand that this is the right birth channel for evangelism. It's not bread and butter. Someone paid the price that you may have life everlasting. For a man's life, Luke 12, 15, does not consist, that's the gospel, on the abundance of what he has. What does the life consist on? It consists on the life that God alone can give. And that life only comes through the birth, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the gospel. But let's let's look into more tonight and do some teaching. In the next few minutes, we have. You notice in Acts 10, some who said Gandhi was so good that if he died without Jesus Christ, he will make heaven. Well, in my own natural mind, and I also think that way, but like I said, truth is any position that God takes on the matter. He says, All our righteousness and our goodness are like God. He'll be rats before God. So it's not about how good a man is. It's about receiving Jesus. But how can the man receive Jesus? He can't accept there's a preacher. So the purpose of the church at any location we are is to be God's mouthpiece to reveal Jesus in all his ramifications, both with our lives and our words. So in Acts 10, the Bible says, Colonials of the good man. That's why when you find good men, it's important. Who are good men? Good men are people who are morally okay. They're just okay as good men. But see, it doesn't stop there. We must trust the Holy Spirit to give us words and wisdom to approach and reach them with the truth of the gospel. That it's not about being good, it's about finding Jesus. That's 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 the ultimate of life. And because of his goodness, do you know that if God did this to Cornelius, then God also will be opening windows to every good man in the world. Maybe you are maybe you are the Peter said to that good man. And you think, no, he will have had it. No. There's somebody who is too good, and he's somebody you know, and it's not born again. Maybe you are the one God is sending. God will always find someone to reach to a good person on earth. Because every good deed, good deed a man does goes to God as a memorial. He says, He that lended to the poor or given to the poor lent to God. That means anyone that is a philanthropist actually is lent to God. And God never was one. What God will do, He will send men to that good man. And eventually they will receive Jesus. But He says, He that believeth shall be saved. But he that believeth no, but God will always send someone, and my prayer is like God spoke to Paul, Paul, Paul can he speak to you, Emmanuel, can he speak to you Sunday, can, can, can he speak to you friends, about someone who is good, for that's the, that's the ultimate purpose of the church on earth today we're not here to flatter our wealth wealth distracts in fact, Christ, the way Jesus described wealth in his own personal life, 
He was so wealthy that the time came when he didn't have one error. But for every time he had a need for a thing, that need was always met. That's kingdom definition of wealth. But God blesses men in the kingdom also that, that have money on earth. You find that in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, tell those who are rich in this world to be, to be, to be, to be, to be, to be mindful of good deeds. For every good deed they do, it translates to them in heaven. Why? Because they are saved. So, this good man, in his goodness, God had to send an angel. I, I, I imagine if a man is so good, then God should have by himself preached to him. But God says, no, it's not given to angels or to God or Christ anyone to preach. It's been given to the sons of men. And in any case, what will it cost you to just share the gospel? Someone came to my house to visit me a few days ago. And we're talking in my heart, how do I get the gospel across to him? So in a sort of, in a position, I began to shift it down. Mine was there. Somehow I tilted it and then and then and then and then the, the conversation changed. I didn't end up telling him, are you born again? But in his heart, we both know that we got to a point where he said, okay, sir, thank you, sir. He must always find an opportunity for that is the purpose of the church. Let not your life take people away from him, rather, let your life attract people to him. So when Jesus, one of the rich colonials, what did he do? He sent an angel. Angels are not given to preach. Angels are given to strengthen us to preach. And the angels that are walk with us are far more than the angels or demons out there in the world. And let me say this the same thing as I close. The primary purpose of the church is to reveal Jesus. Jesus said so in Luke's Gospel 24, chapter, the 45th verse and 46th verse. I don't need anybody to, to reinterpret that to me. He said, this is why I came, that the whole scripture might be fulfilled, what the prophets and the Psalms have said about me, that Christ will die and rise again, and that by his resurrection, remission and forgiveness of sins should be preached unto all men and all nations in his name. That's the grand mandate for the church. That means everything we do must be geared and centered around this. By the grace of God, what we meet next will continue in this series. I'm trying to share this thing so that our eyes can be enlightened. Like the Bible says, Jesus opened the eyes. That our eyes can be opened to see exactly what God expects of his church. So that we are, we are not seen doing what we think he wants. It's not what we think he wants that matters. It's what he wants that matters. And how do we know what he wants? Everything he wants is being written in the Bible. And to bring them to us in these times by spirit. So we begin to do and to preach. And as we do and preach, he will confirm his words with signs following. He will go forth with us. We will not be afraid of the people we meet. He said, For no one will hurt you, no one will be able to stand before you. 
So everyone we encounter in the process of evangelism, God gives us the power in the spirit to present the word by the Holy Spirit with the expectation of them receiving it or rejecting it. But the gospel must be preached as a sign to the world. But now the question is, what kind of gospel should be preached? Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for this time of your word and your revelation. We bless your holy name. I pray tonight, Lord, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like open the eyes of your disciples. Open also our eyes in this time for we are your disciples. That we understand your purpose and your mandate. Now we understand the power at work in us. Now we understand the strength we have in you. Now we understand and know that which you have called us to do. Teach us more that we understand so we can go forth and do the right things like you ordained them to be. Because Lord, your word says that we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which were ordained for us before the world began. Lord, tonight we love you. We pray that this world will be, will be opened up to us and will find the purpose and the reason for our call in you. Thank you because, Lord, we are the salt and the light and your light shines through us. Thank you, God, because you always lead us in victory and triumph and through us and through us and through us you diffuse the fragrance of your knowledge in every place in the name of Jesus thank you Father thank you Father Amen Amen